Charlie just sneezed on his fucking cat. No, I didn't. I sneezed in my elbow, dude. <laughs> no, some of that hit your cat. Your cat was horrified. Wait, he's still chilling. No, my cat's sleeping, dude. He's fine. I'll give him a little pet. He's okay. <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised he took that so well. I didn't sneeze on him, dude. I'm not a monster. Was like, not like directly, but he yeah. definitely got some peripheral spray. I don't know. His, his eyes are straight closed. He's Listeners, it's your boy Knopf and Charlie in the mix. We're missing Gary this week yet again, but no big deal. He's out here hustling on his other shit. Uh, public accounting. What a drag. Public accounting. Free hashtag free Gary man. How about that? He's <laughs> he's literally out here working till like 9 30 p.m. I shit you not. Uh poor guy is grinding it out here. Wait, He's on calls. He's on meetings. Like, what? What are they talking about? What, what do they give us Gary Man back? Give us Gary Man back. What? What do we got for the podcast uh, listeners, Doc? And uh, for our uh, returning listeners, new listeners, general format for the show is going to be some follow ups from either you know Instagram, social, uh, different polls we throw out there, or even just you know questions from previous episodes. Uh, and then we jump into some trending tech and then a meteor topic towards the end. That's how we do it around here, baby. You're right. Although we don't have any polls or anything to follow up with on this episode, but that's okay. Maybe next episode, maybe you'll get Fat Charlie content, which you've been promising to the listeners for approximately five episodes now. Still haven't gotten it out. If we don't have Fat Charlie content by next week, uh, I will shave my eyebrows. You heard it here first. Nafis will shave his eyebrows uh, if we don't get content of me when I was fat. On and Instagram. Gary will shave his butthole. I, I've, I've heard that's true. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, he might have already, for all I know. But Nafis, I, I think one of the most important things we do around here is we find out most weeks. How the hell are you, my man? How's life? How are you doing? So the last couple of weeks, you know, I've mentioned either with Gary on the episode without you um, or even previous ones, you know, there's been a lot going on. I'm a little bit more anxious. The The volume of stuff that's been going on in my life has, has not changed full velocity going forward, uh, but I'm a lot more relaxed this week. I think I'm on top of things a lot more, um, but probably more than anything, I had a lot of retail therapy over the last few days and oh, spent... Yeah an ungodly amount of money on like this black Friday, like more money than I've spent on this black Friday than probably like all black Fridays combined. Uh, I would have to say the same in office. I spent an insane amount across the board. I'm not even done yet. It's past cyber Monday. I'm, I'm probably going to buy more shit. I don't even care if there's deals or not. I'm just in the mode, baby. I'm ready to go. I'm glad you said that because it's, that's it, exactly how I feel. It's just opened the floodgates. Now I'm just like before I'd be like, I don't know if I need that. Now I'm like, fuck it. I'm getting it. I need it. If I don't get it, we're going to have it. Like, <laughs> I'm 30 years old now, dude. I, what, what, how much life do I have left? I gotta, I'm going to get everything now. You're right. You do have a bad back. You're like a 30 year old oh, and a 60 year old man's body. Don't get me started on my back. I don't, a chiseled 60-year-old man. I have a back of like a 70-year-old, dude. I don't know what happened to me. I just, <laughs> it's, it's the worst. But for Black Friday, dude, uh, what, where are some of your big hauls? Where did you spend all that money? Where is that all that moolah going, baby? Well, so f- fucking most of it is between you and I. At least, thankfully, it's split. Yeah, that's um, true. So for our podcast listeners, um, we have moved in together. We have. We live in the coolest, hippest spot I won't say exactly where it is for you stalkers out there. Hollywood, Florida, uh, just south of Dania Beach, which is just south of Fort Lauderdale. What the uh, hell? Hollywood, Florida, not California. Um, also known as Holly Weird. Yeah, some people call it Holly Weird. It's a very creative name, like really, really dig deep there. It's, it's an eccentric little city, yeah. You know, I'm 30 years old, perfect age to get a fucking roommate again for the first time in like, I don't know, since like a long time. Uh, but no, we, it, it makes sense. We're doing a lot of stuff together. We have a huge house, by the way. I mean, it's like, I, I don't yeah. even hear you. Like, it's like we have different quadrants of the home. I hear you all the time. Uh, well, you know, I'm sorry about that, but no, it's, it's going great. I like it. I, you know what? You're, you're a very responsible roommate. Oh, um, thanks. 
I don't know what I was going to say. Maybe you're not responsible if you're spending to try to get back to back Friday, but you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're responsible. You, you're out there. Thank I, you, it's going good so far <laughs> from my standpoint. I don't know about you. Oh no, things are fine. Things yeah. are very chill. Um, I feel the same way. Um, so one, I'm thinking about like one, we bought a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. Charlie, I got to say, I'm glad you spearheaded, um, not only just the buying, but like this coordination of stuff that we needed to get done, such as like, just like coordinating appointments for getting TV mounted and stuff like that. Like it just always made sure things are getting done back to back, but back to what we bought, we had an episode on smart devices. Um, so really what we're doing with is we just are tricking it out with essentially every smart device known to man. So we got smart locks, smart thermostats. We've got like, I I bought 15 Hue lights and we already between the two of us have like over a dozen. So the whole house is tricked out with lights. What else we got? Um, we got the security cameras. We got oh, a yeah. smart vacuum. Oh, we got a smart good. trash can on the way. The Nest thermostat. Uh, what else we got? I think that really covers all of it. We need to Most, figure out the garage door opener because oh, my yeah, fucking we, ass still has to r- jump over the fucking sensor every time I leave the house. Yeah, we only have one opener and it's it's a whole thing. We. We have we moved the gym into the garage. Oh, we yeah. can still fit a car in there. That's awesome. So Honestly, we got that from your wild. old garage. I mean, yeah, it's going well. I, it's, but yeah, I'd say the the spending's been a lot. Uh, I will give a shout out. You introduced me to this an app that's been invaluable for splitting cost. Oh yeah, Splitwise. Let me tell you, Splitwise is a phenomenal app. It's free. You download it. You can make a little group for whatever you're doing. Nafis and I have one for shared cost as roommates. Uh, I've used it with friends. I went to San Francisco recently. Me and my buddy, we nice. made one for that. We made it for when we had some costs, like to our music festival. Yep. I mean, there, you can use it for anything. You can just have it with a friend. And what essentially it does is you add any cost that you have that needs to be shared within a group, one person. Uh, and you, there's a lot of options when you add it in there. So you can say, okay, I spent $60 on this Uber, right? And let's say there was four of us in there and you add all four into a group. It'll split it evenly by default. Uh, but let's say it was a little bit more uh, detailed than that. Maybe you you rented a hotel or maybe an Airbnb, rather. Uh, there's five people there. Uh, but for the first couple nights, only three people were there. there it's so robust yeah. that you can like give like people credits Super and weighting simple. and percentage. And like it'll do all the math for you. Like, yeah. okay, those three people should spend your, or pay for 70% of it while the others do it. it, it it's, it's really great. It, it, it's essentially yeah. like if you did trips in the past and you have that one friend who is like the master of spreadsheets and is tracking everything, that you don't need me. that anymore. Right now you just have an app and everyone just kind of writes in like what they paid for and then who it's really split between. So even if it's a group of like six people, let's say in this like group for like purchases and you're on a trip, it doesn't mean that you need to split it with all six people. You can still just be like, oh, me and Charlie bought this dumb thing while we were on the trip while the rest of the four people didn't even get involved. Super cool. I found out about it on a bachelorette party. Um, the one I've probably referred to in previous episodes. That's right. Um, and when I was there, basically, um, all the girls are like, Oh yeah, I've used this on bachelorette parties. And then at least my one buddy who's there too, he also used it at a bachelor party. So apparently this happens at these types of events. I'm surprised I haven't heard of it sooner. Um, it, it works great. And what I like probably the most about it is that it gives history. You know, it's like you yeah. can use Venmo and stuff, but like trying to track purchases in the past or something is not going to make sense. Like I'm thinking like, yeah, when we move out and we have all these smart devices that we bought, we have a history of what we paid for. And if we were like, all right, cool. Well, I want to take these things with yeah. me and you know, you can take these things with you. We know exactly what we bought. What if I don't want anything and then you have to buy it all? <laughs> Uh, I'll have to refinance uh, my <laughs> rentals. <laughs> Good, because that's what I'm planning to be. I don't want any of this shit. No, I'm just totally kidding. But Splitwise, highly recommend it. There, there's so many use cases for it. I mean, if you have a group of friends that you go out to eat with all the time or you do things with, I mean, it, you, you might as well just make a group with them. Uh, it's growing in popularity, too. Like, you first showed it to me. Obviously, you heard about it from yeah. your friend group. It reminds me of the early days of Venmo when yeah. I first said, well, what is Venmo, whatever. Now it's become a verb. I mean, it's like... It's it's definitely something I think I don't know if it'll get to the level of Venmo, but for anyone that likes technology, likes apps, especially the way everything's trending, I could see it blowing up a little and, bit. More. And what's interesting is I'm glad you mentioned Venmo because when you use the app, 
Oh, this is cool. I know yeah, what you're going to say. The way you can, like, so there's, like, a button where you're, like, when you're ready to pay people and, you know, like, all the expenses are in, there's a button called settle up. And then that means to either whoever is owed, you know, essentially gets paid out. Yeah. And then it gives you the option of whichever app you want to pay them in. So if you want to use Venmo, it'll transfer you through Venmo, Cash App, and then I don't know what other options there are. I don't, I just yeah. click Venmo every time. Yeah, you don't like Cash App either, so you're just using it. Yeah, you're right. He, he had some strong comments about Cash App in a previous episode. I'll leave it at that. But you know what? <laughs> I will say, <laughs> split-wise, good to go. Love that. Might be good for someone in Black Friday if you bought a lot of things that are going to be shared, like Nafis and I. But Black Friday in general, and this is going to get in, I guess, get us started into trending tech here, but some interesting data came out about Black Friday. So, Oh, I love data. Hit me. I love data too, dude. Data, data, all my decisions are based off of data, even emotional ones. How about that? Uh, I could see that actually. Actually, uh, that's not even, I don't even know how I could do that. that. What what data do I have about emotional decisions? I have no idea. But I will tell you some data I do have is Black Friday for the first time ever, ever they say, there was a reversal of growth trends that were seen in previous years. So what does that mean? I don't believe it. Well, I think it makes sense, though, actually. Black Friday in previous years, each year goes up. Black Friday spending went up. Last year, even with you know more quarantine, more COVID restrictions, it went up as well, especially thinking people buying stuff online, right? I think what we're seeing now is there are a lot of retailers, a lot of brands starting these sales so early. Oh, yes. Okay. So Black Friday is essentially it's like black like mid-November. Right? Yeah, yeah, essentially it's, like, it's going on for two weeks. Yeah. Everyone's got sales. You find the best thing around those times. Yeah, so while Black Friday revenue, spending, whatever, is down year over yeah. year, what's up year over year by about 14%. Total retail sales. <laughs> is Yeah, it, through November 28th, which is two days before we recorded this podcast, there was a 14% year over year bump. Uh, in spending so far in the month. So even though Black Friday's like revenue and spending was down, uh, it was 14% higher for the month of November overall at the time of this podcast. And that equates to 99 billion, by the way. Oh so my that, God. Yeah, that's oh. a lot, right? So <laughs> it is going up, but that's, be, and we saw this too. Like we were, t- you were talking about yeah. on the past two podcasts, essentially deals were starting like a week or it's two before. It's not Black Friday anymore. It's yeah. like, like, black like the last two weeks exactly because retailers are just continue to one-up each other right it's like okay we're gonna do the whole week we're gonna do essentially the whole month who knows it'll probably be like the whole quarter like in a couple years honestly i feel like no one's mad about this i feel like everyone's like okay sick like you didn't miss out on deals from your favorite brand unless like you were trying to get shit in your size you still got to look out for that or like getting christmas presents which you know i'm I don't even need to deal with that because I don't celebrate that. But still, like all of that stuff, like I feel like it just it makes it easier for everyone. So I shouldn't get you a Christmas gift. It's still give me a Christmas gift. Okay, I, like, I, I, like I feel stuff. like you got me a Christmas gift last year. I, I know you did actually. Do you remember what you got me? No, what the fuck? <laughs> you got it was a very thoughtful gift. You got me a membership to Masterclass. That was your birthday present. Oh shit! Are you sure? Yeah, a hundred percent. Oh well, what did you get me for Christmas then? Nothing. Oh, okay. That sucks. All right. Well, anyways, uh, I don't, I didn't get you anything either, but uh, I, I mean, technically I could maybe bucket that as you got my family an air fryer. I did. Uh, I did change it our whole life. Yeah. I did get your family an air fryer. I mean, they're still using it, right? Yeah. They got it out there. I hope yeah. they're using it. Uh, they better. I mean, how can you not? I mean, everyone that uses one, it's, it's like a cold, except it actually is worth culting for, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, it, it makes does. sense. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It I, makes well, sense. Who am I asking? It makes sense. What also makes sense is store visits on Black Friday were up 47% compared to last year. Well, no shit. Everything was in quarantine last yeah, year. Yeah, and like, yeah, Right? But if you compare it to the year before, 2019, it was actually down 28%, right? So people were going more than last year, of course, with quarantine. But before the pandemic hit, or at least was public, it, it is down from then. Then the drop is even bigger so comparing Thanksgiving Day in-store shopping uh, compared to 2019 pre-pandemic, once again, that's down 90%. And in our last episode, <laughs> we talked about how a lot of retailers and companies were starting to actually give a little bit more leeway, or at least, uh, I don't know what the right word is. They're but just kind of let, pausing let me, those things yeah. so that way they can have their empl- employees have the day off and be yeah. with their family. I wonder how genuine that is, though, right? Because it's... 
you know, before they were like, okay, let's capitalize on Thanksgiving Day. Let's get sales there. But they're doing so well online and they're doing this for weeks yeah. now. Like, what are they really losing by closing on Thanksgiving Day? Everyone's going to go to Walmart.com, Target.com. It doesn't exactly. matter. Yeah. it's uh, But it makes sense that that is changing a little bit on that specific day. The other information we see here on Thanksgiving Day is that the online spend year over year was flat. Uh, just about $5 billion, both in 2020 and then in 2021 right now. Uh, was the spending overall on Thanksgiving Day. So Thanksgiving Day has stayed stagnant in that regard. But if you think about the drop in in-store visits was 90% less, but the online spend was exactly the same. That's actually a positive if you really think about it, right? Yeah. So it's it makes sense. That's the way things are shifting. I'm not following along with this math. I just said, yeah. That's okay. Well, maybe it's too much math for you here. But with Cyber Monday, which just happened this week, it is expected that there will be, it, it seems like it might be stagnant again, but a little bit more. It won't be like a drop, like as big as we saw for Black did Friday. Did I buy anything yesterday? I did. I bought a few things, but it was like things I forgot to buy on Black Friday. It's not even like I was waiting for Cyber Monday. I think most of the stuff I bought yesterday was just like normal house yeah. shit. I needed like under the sink organizers, but oh, I bought shoes. And oh, shoes. Yes. So I bought shoes from Nike. You know, I'm a size seven in men's. So I went risky with it, and I bought women's shoes, and I also bought big kids' shoes, uh, like seven-year-old size. So let's see how those go. Do they actually call them big kids' shoes? Like that's what they yes, say. Yes, the, the the like the like not kids' shoes. It's like you're a big kid. No, there's little kid shoes and big kid shoes, and I picked big kid shoes, seven-year-old. Well, you are a big kid, okay? Yeah, and it's literally literally the size of seven yo. And did did they fit? Is, were those the ones you got today? Um, no, I haven't oh, received them. Oh, you just ordered them. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Monday. Come on, dude. Yeah. Um, but the um, the sizing chart says that like seven men's yeah. fits that. I have ordered a bunch of shoes from Nike as well, and I will say that it is so inconsistent with the sizing. <laughs> um, my size ranges anywhere from nine to eleven when it goes to Nike shoes. I have no idea why. This is essentially why we need the metaverse to come around in VR and AR technology. It is so hard to buy shoes online between different brands and different styles. When I don't know my sizing, I need to go return stuff. I need to buy it again. Will I get the same promo? Do they exchange? It, it's just annoying as hell. Amazon it, makes it pretty easy. But like everyone so, else No, exactly. It, yeah. This is so dumb. I bought three shirts from the same fucking retail. I'm going to say Calvin Klein. God damn it. Call them out. Call out Calvin. Calvin Klein, I can usually trust you, except for some reason, sometimes no the, the fucking shoulders on the shirts or shit that you have have like pointy edges. I don't know why oh, that's Oh, my not. Calvin Klein sweatshirt, dude. Yeah. I, I look like, uh, what are those things? Uh, shoulder pads. Oh, yeah. But I, got, I look like I got angry uh, old lady shoulder pads. Uh, I'm just going to say I that's what I look I like. I don't know why it does that, but it does that sometimes. Yeah. But that's a different gripe. But I bought three things. I'm fucking extra small. He okay, is. I can tell you that. The other two things, two things fit perfectly. The third thing, Charlie literally looked at me and he's like, yeah, it looks like you got to hand me down from like, I don't know, like someone who's like six foot tall. Uncle Nafisito. <laughs> yeah, sick. <laughs> I don't know why that was. And this shit's probably a final sale item that I can't return anyway. Yeah. Oh, dude. And then Lululemon, one of my favorite brands. So I got a, most of this stuff today. Very risky purchase for me on my side because... They had one of their biggest online sales ever. They usually don't discount things online. You have to go in the store. This Black Friday, they did it different. I, I spent way too much money there, but I got a lot of stuff because it was very discounted. And it's risky because whenever they have something on sale or final, it, I mean, whenever anything's on sale, it's final sale, right? And Lululemon sizing, it is very risky. I'll either look pregnant or fit as hell with the same <laughs> size shirt, and there's no in between. He's not wrong. It's like I'm either pregnant or like, oh my god, you've been working out. Did you lose some weight? No, but I, I definitely had to tell him like a couple of the shirts. I was like, yeah, like if you gain a little bit of weight, that shirt is not yeah. for you for a little while. Um, he also got a shirt uh, that I also own, and. I'm concerned for him because I know that after washing it a few times, it's going to shrink and that might come to me as a hand-me-down, I'm hoping. So how concerned are you then? Um, I, a lot. Okay, well, I, I, you don't sound that concerned. You want that hand-me-down, I think. It's final sale. I'm going to have to do something with it. If I don't wear it, I'll um, give it to you. I'll tell you a secret, though, uh, Charlie. Uh, oh, hell yeah. I just got a fucking email that my Brooklyn and sheets are about to ship. Let's go. Yeah, Brooklyn and oh. dude, that's that's one of the best sheets out there. I've, I've had them. They're, they're great. Yeah. Um, 
Real so, time off. <laughs> Very exciting. Listeners are thrilled. <laughs> Sorry, I'm excited. I spent three hundred plus dollars on sheets. I, I dropped a thousand at Lululemon. I'm just gonna say I don't know why I did it. I'm just fucking nuts. I don't. But he, he's he's. I need a new clothes. Whatever. Um. <laughs> so um, what I have done with Lulu before is when I've gotten clothes like final sale items, I've gone to the store in Aventura, yes. and I just you know play really nice, and I'm like, hey, look, like this doesn't really fit, and I'm look, I'm here to spend money. I'm willing to spend more money. I'm just hoping to get store credit and they'll begrudgingly take some of the items. I don't it, it, it Amy at the cashier's thing at Lululemon actually cares about the revenue. Yes, Amy Lulu. cares. <laughs> Amy will care about you. Um, you know there's an Amy out there too. It's like, how do they know? She Amy? knows. Amy, there's definitely Amy and Aventura, we're coming to get yeah. some refunds. But you're not going to be able to do that with the full $1,000, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, <laughs> most of it fits. I mean, yeah. all of it arguably so far. Yeah. So, I mean, I got yoga mats. I got a bunch of random shit. I don't know. It was wild and on Lululemon there. Yeah, that yoga mat, yeah, we probably didn't need to get. Was it cheap? Was it? Yoga, yoga mat's like 89 <laughs> Fuck, dude. I, I want a good yoga mat. I've been doing yoga. I've been going to hot yoga. I need a good one. I, it's like I just need one good one, and then that's that's my yoga mat. You know. I, I will say it does look cool. It's a, it's, it's a, a good nice looking yoga mat. mat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's out there. You know, we out here yogaing. But you know what has also been killing it? It just in general, of course, this month as well. Amazon, of course, is huge. We know that. There's not much to say there. But they're actually pacing to be the biggest U.S. package delivery company. So UPS, FedEx, forget about it. Amazon on their own, their in-house delivery, which they've just built. It feels like it hasn't been that long now, but like maybe three to five years, they've really fleshed this out. Maybe. That might even be a little, giving them a little bit too much. And they're already on pace by the end of the year to be the biggest package delivery company just in general. Which which is insane. Like the, it, the amount of power they have in retail, just like it. I don't even know the, the monopoly they've built. It's nuts. Definitely moving to this new place has has made me realize this because, I, I, like, I don't think this is new. I think it's more of this location being hot. But the fact that I can order something at like nine p.m. at night and it tells me it's going to be delivered between four a.m. and eight a.m. Oh, they've been doing this a lot lately. Yo, it's fucking wild. Yeah. Um, I I don't need it between four and eight a.m. I won't be awake, but. I, I pick that every time, please. For free? Why is it free? I have no idea. I'll take it's it. the busiest shipping week of the year. They want to get it to be like faster the than The only I need funny it. thing is, is like every time it does get delivered in that yeah. window, I leave to work before then. So it's literally sitting outside the house. Yeah, like, that's true. The whole fucking yeah. day before I get home to get it. Unless they actually do it before 8 a.m. or 7 or something. I don't know. Almost every time it hasn't. Oh, it has well, actually, point. I take it back. Um, at least since I've had the ring doorbell access. So I don't know about any time. Oh, that's right. That. It took me a while to give you the ring doorbell access. I was the only one that could, could see it. Not, not on purpose, <laughs> laziness. Um, um, also, you, just to let everyone know, uh, uh, Charlie needs to help me figure out how to get my hue lights on Alexa. Something's gone wrong. I need help. I, I'm up here to help, dude. I think we, we were talking about it the other night. I've been, I, I've been saying It's not working. Help. All right. All right. Request received after the podcast. I will help you with the hue lights, dude. I'm, I'm the I'm the person that helps everyone with smart shit. I'm sure you are too for like your circle. But oh, like, God, yeah. dude, people will like, oh, like yeah, let's hang out or whatever. And I go hang out. They want me to fucking install like a whole goddamn thing dude, every time, which dude. is fine. I, I like this stuff, but like, it's, yeah. it's usually pretty easy until for some reason it's like it's always frustrating because yeah. you'll hit that moment where you're like you're trying to do something and for some reason it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, and you're doing all the same stuff you normally do, and you're like, fuck this. Yep. It, it's And then it's like some weird, dumb, obscure thing outside of your... Yeah, whatever. But Amazon, though. So what? some of the numbers that have helped driven this, what they're on pace to do by the end of the year, over 400K delivery drivers. That's a lot of delivery drivers. And they obviously ramped that up. I know during uh, the holiday season, their hiring process hiring incentives. I don't know if it was for drivers, but like up to like two to like five K or something like yeah, that. I think it was, it was like on 3K, one of our previous episodes. Um, bonuses for yeah. like warehouse workers. Yeah. So for warehouse workers, they're obviously they're definitely goods. a part of this, like this, yeah. this like whole unit, you know, of what's going on here. Yeah. And they have 40 K semi trucks, 30 K vans. So all those Amazon vans you see now, they bought all those and then they have 70 plus planes. So 70 planes might not sound like a lot, 
But that's a lot. That's a lot for a private yeah. company to be fueling, to flying around, like, on the daily. Like, there's no break for them either. They're just driving those things back and forth packages all day long. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot. They're, they're doing an insane amount there. And one of the things that's very interesting to think about from an advertising perspective, right? So Amazon is... You know, they, they have so many things more than just their packages now, right? They, they've bought so many different companies. Uh, they're obviously a huge media company as well. Whatever they have on Prime, they have going on, right? So all of these packages, the planes, the, the cars, the vans, they can wrap all these things. And you've probably noticed this if you've ordered from Amazon, which you most likely have. They'll, they'll put ads on the tape. They'll put ads on the box, for various things within their ecosystem. So not only are they building one of the biggest like supply chains, packaging, shipping, Fucking retailers, genius. they're also, they have so much advertising real estate. Like and imagine, so they don't need to open this up to other companies and advertisers, but imagine if they did. Imagine if they were like, hey, if you want to advertise on our boxes for a month, you could probably like, they could justify like, Probably fifty million dollars for a month. It's, it's insane. Like it's they, ridiculous. They like, have so much power to just create revenue out of all of the things they're doing. It's and, nuts. And the funny thing is, it's like that's more effective than like in your face marketing, like what we talked about in a previous episode of um, the fucking advertisements at gas station pumps. Oh, that yeah. shit will piss you off. But this, it's like, oh, why is my box purple? Oh, I guess it's like you know promoting this movie that's come out. Okay. Yeah. I heard about that movie. Let me check out the movie. Yeah. Great. It's less invasive, right? And it, it almost makes it like it a lingers. talking point. It's like more of the yeah. word of mouth marketing where yeah. you're like, oh, look at that. Your Amazon box has yeah. got some kind of thing on it. And, you know, boxes might linger. You maybe you're, you haven't returned an item. You might return it. Or maybe you're, well, who knows? Maybe you're lazy. It, it's just staying there. It's, it's, it's genius. It's genius what they're doing. Uh, that's why they're growing so much, why it's working so well. The customer experience is unmatched. I mean, it's... It, it, it's it's crazy and scary. Customer service really is unmatched. Um, the major task I had to do for my family during Thanksgiving uh, was actually to process a lot of their returns because uh, for some reason, both my mother and my sister struggle with this. So um, They don't like going to Kohl's? Um, definitely not. So <laughs> I mean, um, who likes going to Kohl's? That's so one, I think my sister didn't buy any of these items on Prime. Was she, you know, that's, could, oh my God, and, that's the and, worst. and this is a key thing. I actually learned this from Charlie. Um, okay. you can have two day shipping on items, but if it's not prime, then the return is a nightmare. Uh, You're not yeah. returning it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, most of the time you can, unless it's like super but expensive. But they'll be cost. They'll look at, they'll yeah. actually care about the returns on like Amazon. So these things weren't prime. Um, it was like a 30 day return window, which was passed. And all I really had to do was just call in and be like, Hey, I have this thing. I want to return it. And then they're like, we're going to do this one time return. And then immediately give me the fucking full money for it. And I'm like, Hey, by the way, like I'm, I still want to return it. Like I'm going to either throw it away otherwise. Yeah. And they're like, all right, here's a shipping label. I still return it. And then I call right back in and then you get another one time return. Um, and just recycle that whole process. Super easy. Same thing with whole foods too. Um, we whole had, foods. yeah, so I didn't you return it whole foods. So I, it was for like mac and cheese and my sister bought like an additional $40 worth of cheese that we did not need among a couple of other things. And I returned it all through the app. And then I went to whole foods cause I had to buy stuff. Uh, this was a mistake during Thanksgiving that I stood in line for the customer service line to return it for like at least a solid, like 15 minutes. And then the guy was like, yeah, man, you can just keep that. Like, we're going to throw it away anyway. And I was like, wow. Okay. Wait, so you have a bunch of, you have $40 worth of cheese just laying around? Um, I think me and my cousins ate like at least $35 worth of it while we waited. Like what kind of, food. are we talking like shredded cheese and mac and cheese? Oh no, we're talking about like, like, so, like some of it was lame. Like it was like, you know, like sharp cheddar, but it was like Gruyere. Like it was like nice fancy oh, That was a good mac and cheese. I, yeah. I, I We like chopped it up <laughs> while we were hungry. We just chopped it up into squares and <laughs> then just like made a little plate of it. Nice. So they also are very liberal at Whole Foods now that they purchased. Oh them. yeah, they don't give a fuck. That's that's another thing that's crazy. They could just advertise Whole Foods. They they do they the power that Amazon has is nuts, dude. On the same, so we're talking a lot about retail, obviously, with everything going on right now. You know, Cyber Monday week, whatever. But something that is growing quite a bit this year, which I think is really interesting, is the resale market. So resale market, what does that mean? You know, you're you're giving back your used items or you're selling them back to companies. 
maybe they're reselling it at a cheaper price. So you can always buy like, you know, used items from a lot of different retailers. Amazon does this for a lot of things too. A lot of companies that historically have not done this are getting in on the game. And it makes sense. Imagine they have a ton of returns or they have people that just don't want to wear clothes anymore. It's like GameStop. GameStop, they pay pennies on the dollar for video games that you've used, which I, if you spend just a little bit of time, you can get so much more money for your games than GameStop. I, it, it, it drives me <laughs> crazy when people dr- bring games to GameStop. Like, sure, maybe it's better than nothing if it's going to sit there. You can go on Amazon. You can go on it's Best so Buy. You can do go on Walmart. Do do that? They, they, they'll buy back games. All the retailers I, I know they'll do way it, more. But like, why, yeah, it's like, why would they? Yeah. Why would you even consider? I just feel like it's a meme at this point to yeah. sell your games to GameStop that yeah, it's not worth it, it. It's so stupid. They give you nothing for it. It's like they know it, too, and they just feel like, so the thing is, they prey on people that just are too up. lazy to look. Yeah, offer up, offer up is even too much work for me though. So I get it. Like honestly, I don't think so. Honestly, well, a lot of times it's like it's not, but it's especially for where we yeah. live now. You literally just can be like, "Hey, take a picture of something. Hey, let's meet up at this Publix here, and then walk over there and just be like, here, take my thing.'" And then I like away. how you think where we live specifically is so much better for offer up. Like, uh, why is this different than anywhere I, else? I guess because like um, this is the first time I, I've been in like walking distance of places, oh, like public true, areas yeah. where it's like I'd have to get it's like in my a downtown car. area. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's like I don't have to feel like I have to get in my car, and then it feels like a task. It yeah. just means like I just have to put on shoes and like walk somewhere. I could walk to a UPS store to return all my shit. I love Honestly, that. It's my favorite. I'm very excited about that. We can also walk to the shittiest coffee shop we've ever been to. Not to name names, but Nordic Bakery. I don't know how you got four point whatever stars on Google. You guys are buying them. I'm so trash, trash, fucking egg omelet shit. I ate that. That was terrible. It was so bad. I didn't even want Charlie to eat it. I ate it. (laughs) I ate a piece of it, but you know, sorry, don't mean to shame anyone there. Local businesses love them. Support local business. Just not Nordic Bakery of Hollywood, Florida. Just don't How, eat their food, I guess. Maybe their yeah, the coffee was decent. Basic coffee, whatever. But resale market right now. There's a lot of like secondhand uh, marketplaces. So I, I know that down here we have a, a chain called Plato's Closet, which is like a a clothing store you can go and sell your clothes and then they sell it again uh, not raising the price too much there's a lot of online versions of this as well i forgot the big one that's clothing based um oh my god i can't remember it it's gonna annoy me yeah it's on the tip of my tongue too uh, poshmark yeah it's poshmark poshmark is huge they've been making a killing doing this for years and years and it's such an easy process too the person selling it they'll give them a shipping label it's it's a phenomenal thing that they've built and there's honestly also- like i feel like the og is like ebay yeah, eBay is the OG. You're right. Yeah. eBay. Um, there's another one called Tire Up as well. Not Offer Up, Tire Up. There, okay. There's a lot of secondhand marketplaces that are uh, that are working here. A lot of the prices on secondhand marketplaces this year have gone down. So that's and the reason I mentioned that is the use of them is going up. But when you think about it, the use of them is going up, but prices are going down. And the reason that may be is there's more competition, more things to sell and buy. And so those lower prices might actually be part of the reason why the resale industry is actually growing 11 times faster right now than the retail industry for clothing. The level of growth is just higher there, like in terms of resale industry versus traditional retail. Do you Uh, know if this is in terms of revenue or volume or both? I think it's revenue. I mean, I don't know if it's like direct revenue versus volume, but like they're saying by 2023, they expect the resale market to reach 51 billion. Okay. Yeah. So it it should be revenue. Uh, And that's growing 11 times faster than just regular retail prices uh, for clothing. Right. So what's so interesting is when you brought up this whole resale topic, um, I didn't think about clothes at first. I thought about really? technology. Yeah. And so for like an anecdotal story, I have this like close friend of mine whose family, um, they do like an interesting business where they essentially do tech reselling. Um, okay. And it, it's definitely on a lower scale. And um, from what I'm aware of is, you know, they work for this one person who's sort of masterminding the whole play. Okay. So they're more of a mom and pop and they're doing this whole black Friday stuff. They're going to Apple stores, especially when there's new releases Mm -hmm. and they're trying to buy as much of this merchandise as possible. 
And then they are essentially working for this other guy who is employing many people who are doing the same thing. Okay. And then what he does is he resells them to other countries to sell oh, them. Oh, exporting. For, Got exactly. it. Exactly. Okay. So let's say like countries like Venezuela, where yeah. even though their whole currency is fucked anyway, they're still going to spend like $800, $900 yeah. for a low-end iPhone. And yeah. for the highest end, they'll spend... 1500 to 2000 for oh, yeah. the iPhone 13 Pro, whatever. It's like that for clothing, um, too, though, in a lot of yeah. those countries. Like, people will go to the malls here, they'll have an empty piece of luggage, and they just fill it up with clothes from, like, you know, luxury brands, and they sell it. it, it it's a huge it, export, especially in South Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even realize it was a thing. And, like, this guy, you know, mm. when my friend was telling me about this, I was like, that's wild. They're literally making, you know, like, you know, his family was getting wholesale prices, yeah. but when they were selling, like the guy who's putting it all together and putting this whole package together, you know, he's selling like a hundred to 200 yeah. iPhones to like one, you know, vendor or something in another country. Like he's making dumb money. Damn. Why are we doing that? Because I don't think we want to be involved with employing people to go to Apple stores to buy phones. I don't know. Uh, Maybe wasn't a strong reason, but okay, very good. Right? I don't but know. I it will just say, felt grimy. I guess seeing it on the lowest level, yeah, it feels. True, true. It, it, you don't want to be involved with that, you know. But I will say that this is a little different from what I interpret the resale industry as, right? Like I would call that exporting, where you're exporting okay, to yeah. other countries that don't have access to goods, whether it's clothing, technology, yeah. uh, for an ups, right? So it's it's a whole thing. It, people travel to the U.S. just to do this. It's, it's, but I think the resale industry is a little bit more thinking like secondhand goods, right? No, no, that makes sense. So it, it doesn't have, it can be technology. You're absolutely right. A lot of times it is technology. People selling iPads. Like you whatever, selling anything. your Apple watch to Gary. Exactly. That, that could be considered, uh, this, but what we're seeing in the clothing specifically or the clothing brands is brands that normally weren't doing this before are seeing this growth here, seeing the opportunity and they're cashing in on it. Lululemon, I've mentioned them before. Typically they have the power, especially for loyal fan base to, you know, not do these types of things, but they actually, you know, they started doing online sales now, which they haven't done much historically. They're launching a like new program. Oh, hell yeah. Let's so, go. Yeah. I'll buy like new all day. So things that have been returned. I don't know if you can return like items you've worn already and like, you know, secondhand wise. Yeah. So I'm excited for the like new program. I, I don't know if you can trade stuff in or anything like I was saying, but that's a good idea. Macy's is going to start doing the same thing actually, but they're partnering with, I, I think I might have mentioned this before, uh, or maybe I didn't, but thread up thread up is another brand. Oh, you called it tire up before. So, so two different brands. Oh shit. So thread up is an essentially an online thrift store. Yeah. And they've grown a lot this year. So they've had $63 million in revenue. Uh, they're up 35% year over year. Damn. So business is doing well there. If you're working at ThreadUp, you're, you've leveled up. You're, Get you're feeling stock good. options, Get those baby. stock options. Know. You already know what it is. But Macy's is actually partnered with ThreadUp to start selling secondhand apparel through their store. So that's a huge partnership for them. That's probably part of the reason why they're doing so well. But even a, a big retailer like Macy's has seen the growth in this sector and they, they need to cash in on it, right? It's it's growing at a rate that you, you would never expect Macy's would do that before. I don't know why I just, as soon as I heard Macy's, maybe it's my fucking credit card I have with them I'm salty about, but I'm like, how are they still out here? Like, who the fuck is going to Macy's? People, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what their demographic is. I can assume what it is, but I mean, it's like... It, 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 I agree with you. It seems like something that should die out. I, I don't know people within our age range where they're like, they want to go to Macy's. I'm not going to lie. I did buy one thing from Macy's though on Black Friday. What did you buy from Macy's? I, I bought my, uh, I bought like a bedroom rug from Macy's. That's the type of thing you would buy from Macy's. Yeah, exactly. yeah but like, like, but their, their biggest thing is like, like clothing, maybe yeah. like jewelry and like, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know, but like. Yeah, Macy's, they're still out here somehow. I have no idea. I feel like... Gary and I are supporting them with our Macy's Yeah, with your card credit purchase. cards, your APRs, whatever. But <laughs> uh, the other brand that was notable that is also cashed in on the resale market... So there's been a ton more than these examples, but it's Ikea. So Ikea, they haven't done it yet, but they're going to get into secondhand reselling. And, but they have had this a little bit in the past. Like I've seen in some of their stores where you can go in there... And like items that were returned, like you could buy them cheaper, but they're oh, just, they're okay. expanding on that. That sounds like almost more like open box though. 
Yeah, you're right. It was probably more of open box. They're calling this program very innovative name, uh, the buy back and resell program. So very innovative. That's exactly what they're doing. They're buying back items from Ikea okay. that maybe you don't want anymore, and they're reselling it. And you know what? People will go for it. I mean, if it's in working condition, it's good. People will buy it. Ikea makes revenue twice. I mean, it, it's a no-brainer for everyone involved. And that's why this has grown so much. No, it makes sense. I mean, when you brought up Lulu, I'm like, yo, y'all peeps with the extra small clothes, please resell them back. Your boy's struggling out here. Oh, yeah. Novice needs those extra smalls if you're out there. Or apparently, you could also use big kids. Uh, women's shoes, uh, no. for example. Uh, maybe I need to figure out the shoe game. This is a test. This is a test run. Okay. Um, I have in the past purchased um, kids husky sized um, husky. Halloween costumes um, that I can fit into. I think I can still fit into them. But Do you think if we called the the fat Charlie content, which you have not posted yet, <laughs> husky Charlie content, you would have posted it by now? Honestly, I like. I, I feel a lot more comfortable is, with the is, adjective husky than is, fat. Is husky just tiptoeing around the word fat? Is that just what oh, husky totally. means? Totally. Husky is definitely just a euphemism for saying you got a fat kid. <laughs> you, got, you got a little fat kid, call him husky. <laughs> I'm sorry if you got a husky kid. I feel so bad. Maybe. I don't. <laughs> You're going to have a husky roommate if I don't stop eating, dude. I've been eating a lot of shit lately. But maybe we should put that on the poll. Is husky is husky just a tiptoeing around the word fat? I'm putting it on the poll. 100%. All right, that's going to be our poll for one of the polls for this week. Maybe I'll put it on Twitter, too. Our Twitter polls have always varied from our Instagram polls a little bit. I like bit. that. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. It's because Twitter is a little bit more spicy, I feel like. I, you know what? I don't know if spicy is the right word. It's like, uh, you know what? I, I don't know what the right, maybe it's spicy. I don't know. I feel like Instagram is a little more spicy. I don't know. But I feel like y'all spicy or not. I don't know. Vote in our polls. But you know who will not, I mean, he'll probably still be posting on Twitter, but who's stepping away from Twitter? The CEO, what? Jack Dorsey. So if you don't know who Jack Dorsey is, uh, he is the CEO of two companies, now one company. Uh, Square, which is, if you don't know what Square is, it's one of the, the largest uh, payment processing companies in the world, if not the largest. Owner of Cash App. They do own Cash App, <laughs> which Novice does not like. And PayPal owns uh, Venmo, which we do like. That's right. Gang, gang. Elon PayPal, started PayPal. Elon Musk. Elon, we like you, Elon. Uh, I mean, Jack Dorsey's actually yeah, Jack quite Dorsey's innovative cool. and very good, too. But Jack Dorsey uh, was the CEO of both companies for quite a few years now. He actually was originally fired from Twitter Came back, then oh became CEO. He was one of the founders Such a Steve too. Steve Jobs or, story. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure of that. Don't quote me on that. Actually, I'm not uh, sure. I, I think that happened to him. Fact checkers come out. Yeah, if I, I ain't doing it now. I don't care enough. But he announced today. He sent an internal email, letting everyone know he's stepping away from Twitter. He's going to focus on Square. He's pretty much going to focus on cryptocurrency a lot too. He, he loves I, cryptocurrency. I respect the hell out of that. Oh yeah, he. That. He, he Maybe Gary, Cash App will be, you know, trading in Bitcoin and it'll come up in my I, I'm pretty sure you can buy uh, Bitcoin in Cash App already. Maybe I'm wrong. I have no Where idea. Where the fuck is Gary when we need him? God yeah, damn Ga it. Yeah, Gary don't know about Cash App. He's, he's <laughs> got like these crazy wallets and like, I, I don't know. But, uh, Gary uses Coinbase Pro, dog. Yeah, but he's got like, like a the, hardware wallet. He has a hard, exactly. Well, the hardware wallet's what I'm thinking, but... Jack Dorsey and Gary would very much align on Bitcoin. Uh, Jack is, I think his Twitter bio, even before this, was always just hashtag Bitcoin. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's still that. He believes heavily in Bitcoin, that it's the future. He's going to focus a lot there. Obviously, with Square, too, that's a great brand for him. But yeah, he's been running both of these companies for quite a while now. That's kind of um, wild. I didn't realize he was CEO of both. Yeah, and he, so he was there 16 years uh, at Twitter, after found I, Twitter's been around sixteen years, dude. I feel old as shit. You know, well, you are old as shit. Yeah, I am old as shit. With that back, oh my god, oh, that. But they have a new CEO. Uh, the new CEO, his name is Parag Agrawal. Uh, do you think I pronounced that right? Yes. <laughs> Can you try pronouncing? No. It? <laughs> why not? That's why I said yes. Please try. Um. Rog Agrawal. Okay, you, you lived in there with that, I, but I think it's fine. I tried to say it exactly as but, you did. 
But uh, Jack Dorsey's very, very high on, on Mr. Parag Agarwal. Uh, he says that he's an engineer that's been essentially behind every single crucial decision Twitter's ever made. They also have a new incoming board chair, which is a notable thing, apparently. In, in this case, it is. Uh, someone that used to be the CTO of Facebook, and he's going to become the Salesforce CEO very soon. That I didn't know about, yeah. and that's wild to me. And his name's Brett Taylor. So Jack is stepping away, but two very big prominent names, essentially probably someone that somewhat behind the scenes was really doing everything in Twitter, and Jack was the face of it for a while. And then this uh, Brett Taylor, who is obviously a huge name within the tech realm, uh, joining the board there. Yeah. So, Twitter's going to be fine. They have a lot of lofty goals as well uh, right now. And Twitter, it's been like, so their stock, for example, has been kind of stagnant for a while, but they have some really big goals by the end or in two years or at the end of 2023 that they're hoping now that they can achieve. I don't know if they'll achieve this, but right now they want what they're calling monetizable daily active users. So what does that mean? Or what does that mean? That means users that you can make money off of, most notably through ad revenue, maybe through some subscription programs you can do on Twitter now. So right now, or in 2020, 200 million users were considered that on Twitter. They want to make it 315 million by the end of 2023. That's a lot to ask for. A lot of users to join Twitter that aren't using Twitter right now. And if you're thinking about the demographic that would need to adopt Twitter at a high rate, that's very young individuals right now, right? People that yeah. are in high school, people that are in middle school now that are going to gravitate towards Twitter. Are they going to use that more than Instagram, Snapchat, I was going to say, TikTok? like, I don't know. See, like, for me, like, I was about to say, I want to bet on Twitter because it has history. Like, I yeah. just, like, I remember when um, Facebook news was a thing, you would see either what was the, like, the original memes on Facebook or trending news on Facebook. And it was always behind Twitter. Yeah. Um, so because of that, and the fact that like Twitter has kind of like stayed for so long, and I've always heard that Twitter's dying, it's going to be dead. Um, for some reason, I have a belief in it. But when you bring up this like newer generation of users, like I don't know if they have any interest in Twitter. Like I'm only interested in Twitter because of that sort of history, yeah. rather than anything. I mean, else. I I agree with you. I think. Twitter's use case is to get information very quickly, to give a platform to people very quickly, little snippets. And, and that's kind of where it's it's been well, right? Where it's yeah. gone well, right? I don't know how much people care about that that are younger and haven't been exposed to it with the history and care about it. It's I, 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 I don't have data behind it, to be fair. I did say you're, earlier, you're I based wrong. all my decisions. Yeah. Even I, I, I don't have the it, data, to be the fair. The moment you brought that up, it literally swayed my mind a lot because yeah. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to just you know, bet on this based on the two white claws I've had in me. Um, Doesn't take a lot for an office to be influenced. uh, Just a couple white claws. But now I'm like, okay, like, I mean, honestly, like if I was, if I was young, like TikTok, it, 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 if you were young, I mean, if, I'm not young anymore. You like TikTok. What are you I do about? like TikTok, but I just, I just don't have time to spend on it. But if, yeah. I was, if I was younger, I'd be on fucking TikTok all day. I'd be doing all the dances and all the shit. Yeah, we could still do the dances. Not, not as good, dude. They're just going to come out cringy, most oh. of them. Well, Twitter, you know what? They, they're they trying to, they have lofty goals, like I was saying. They're uh, not going to We should put a TikTok. poll up to see if people would like to see us do TikTok dances. <laughs> You're literally saying, essentially, that question is like, "Hey, would you, Charlie? Would you like to do TikTok dances?" Because I just want validation for other people to say. Well, of course, yes. people are going to say yes. We'll so that way, like then when we do it, we're like, "Hey, it was for the podcast." Not yeah, for just my like the Fat thing. Charlie content. Okay, but yeah, yeah but this one's for me. You know, this this this, one is, this one's for you. The two white claws have got you pretty good, dude. Going back to Twitter, uh, so we talked about how they want to reach 315 million monetizable users by 2023 and they want the revenue to grow from 3.7 billion in 2020 to 7.5 billion in 2023 um i'm sure every company would love such things like that to happen Uh, i would like that to happen to my uh, payroll that would be great uh to my but you know what i don't think i don't think that's gonna happen like I, I just don't think so. Like the thing is, like when it comes to like doubling revenue, like it's a lot. It's capable in certain circumstances, but when you're talking about fucking billions, like it's Dude. a different game. And I will tell you, as an advertiser, Twitter ads are very hard. People like you would think people on Twitter would be like very receptive to ads. Is other they're not. 
Like you interesting. Like maybe like for retail, for e-commerce, can do a little bit better. Very high level branding things. Like maybe if there's like a new movie out and like you know Amazon is like promoting like a new movie on Amazon Prime, like that can do well on Twitter. But a lot of companies maybe that are B two B based that are uh, maybe just not as big retails don't have yeah. a lot of money to spend. The advertising capabilities on Twitter and then the return you get versus like Google or Facebook or Instagram, so different. Like it is, it is not recommended as a base level like advertising solution for most companies. And, and what's in, what's funny is like I don't even know what like Twitter advertising is. I just am not on the platform. Uh, I don't like. I don't even know what it's, it's like to like, be served an ad. It looks just like any other tweet on Twitter. It'll say sponsored tweet underneath. Uh, it, it's not anything different. It's are just, they lame, generic? Like, is it good? Well, it depends if it's a good. It, ad. Is it basically just like a like a promoted tweet? In exactly, your feed? it's a promoted oh. tweet. Yeah. They don't they don't have too many other like different types of ads on there, you know. It's, it's okay. It Reddit's the same way where it looks like a post. Like you've probably yeah. seen Reddit yeah, ads. Yeah, so, yeah it, it's the same way on tweets. Okay, but yeah, Twitter they have lofty goals. Good for them. Jack's out of there. They got new people coming in. I personally wouldn't bet on it, but you know what? It's big news in the tech you realm, social me. media realm. I mean, it's I swayed you. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna come on the air and say I'm buying Twitter stock in hopes that it's gonna go up. But- no, you're not. I'm not. Well, you are not going to buy Twitter. Maybe stock. like one k. Don't I'll, even... I'll buy like one k of Twitter stock. No, you just won't. To see what'll happen? You won't do that, dude. I bought two k of XL Fleet in that. Let's, let's not bring up the worst stock we've ever <laughs> bought in existence. XL Fleet, we hate you guys. My man. only, uh, my only loss in trading, unexecuted, but unexecuted, unrealized, unrealized. Well, I think the one of the, the the bigger the meatier topic today I want to get into oh the thick boy the thick boy we got for y'all today one of my favorite platforms can you guess what that is Instagram no I Snapchat no Audible no Apple Podcasts no <laughs> Spotify that's right what great podcast content we just produced and like you can get on Spotify but yes. Spotify is, is one of the main things we want to talk about. We've had a Spotify episode before when they released the blends feature. Uh, we had some tips and tricks there too. It's a good episode. I go back to if there's some things we learned on there. Uh, but they have a lot of new products that they're releasing within Spotify right now uh, and really good ones as well. One of the things that happened recently is, and you might have noticed this, Novice, where before, if you were to go on Spotify and let's just say a new album released, right? Like you're excited that the new Taylor Swift album's out there. You go on there, you hit play on the album. By default, in the past, it would just shuffle all the songs yeah. in the album. It, it wouldn't just play it in the track order. If you just hit the play button up top, if you actually hit the tracks, like it would work as it normally would, right? But Adele just had a new album released. People love this. I'm not a huge Adele fan. I didn't even listen to it. I don't know shit about it. But regardless of that, there was no reason for me to give that opinion. I don't know why I gave that. Yeah, you really just interject. I've never, you know. I've never been a big fan of Adele. I don't know why. I, I'm just not going to sit there and listen to her songs. Like I just, they're not jams to me. Yeah, I, I don't know. How, how do you feel about Adele? I, I'm talking. I'm just shitting on Adele now. Go ahead. Tell me how you um, feel about Adele. There's like this one song that comes to mind, which is "Rolling in the Deep." Um, but there's this like really old remix on YouTube, which is called the uh, Prince Club remix, and I really like that one. So uh, I'm gonna give her a thumbs up for that. But the Rolling Prince Club remix, whatever, is, is what you really like. Yes. Okay, but you're not gonna give her a thumbs down for not being a fan of any other song or the original song. Oh no, I just haven't listened to enough. So she gets a thumbs up for really. Yeah, like, you're never gonna listen to it. It's not worth listening to. But anyways, right. Adele complained about this feature where it would shuffle a brand new album just when you hit the play button. Uh, with her, with how prominent Adele is, Spotify listened. They removed that shuffle button from the album, so you could hear the album as it was intended. Going down, it, it made a lot of news just because of the request and what it means. It kind of makes sense, though. Honestly, no, I, make, I don't blame Adele. It makes a lot of. Yeah. It, it's actually surprising that it it took this long for this because yeah. there's a lot of albums that really should be listened to in like a sequence. Yeah, like there's a song that we listened to recently on Spotify that sounds really good up until like a certain point where we're like, "Yo, what the fuck? Why does it sound weird?" Now? Oh yeah, but it's obscure. So I don't even yeah. know what it's called. We don't even yeah. know what it's called, but it's like. 
it's good for two thirds of the way, and then the last third it gets really strange. But I'm sure in the, the guy's sequ- just rambling like random shit. It changes yeah. completely. But you know, in the album, it probably in the sequence made sense. of an album, yeah. it probably is fine. So it's yeah. like, like that's where I'm like, they how was this not an option before, especially for like record companies and like that are putting music out there for like their artists. It's like, hey, don't make this like click this when you click the play button just. Make it play the whole album. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, it sounds dumb. It, it is dumb. Uh, but I do think, I mean, I don't know how how much people looked into the platform and stuff. Like, it wasn't hard to get it to play in the right order, by you're the right, way. Like, you, right. you just literally go to the first track and it play on the track. But maybe a lot more people use, like, that play button on the top than, like, I think. Maybe on mobile. I, I have no idea. But I agree. It's the right move. They did it. And that got a lot of news, but this news happened around a lot of other things that they released, which might have a little bit went under the radar. Uh, so one of the things is they acquired uh, an audiobook company or a dist- distribution company, rather, uh, called Findaway, and they are uh, essentially a competitor to Audible in a sense. So what does that tell us? Spotify's coming after the audiobook gang. They're just, uh, thank God. I mean, yeah. Like I, I used Audible religiously in the past, um, especially when we had a longer commute. Yeah. Um, COVID, I stopped kind of listening to audiobooks and yeah. drive, and then it's kind of changed since then. But like, I love audiobooks. I've realized for myself, it's like the best way for me to really absorb content is just audio. And Spotify is probably my premier app, and if I can start having everything in it, yeah, game over. I Sorry, agree. Buy Audible, except for the books I have there. I'm still going to listen to. Yeah, I, I don't know why. Like, Audible is a great company. Uh, they are a great part of Amazon, rather. It's done well. But if I could just go into Spotify and use those search features, just find something, buy a book on there, I, I, I would be just way more likely to do it. I, I don't know why. The only funny thing is to me is like right now, as I think about it, one of the main reasons why I'm thinking about Spotify over Audible is light mode versus dark mode. And I don't even know if like audible has a dark mode at this point. Cause it's been years that I've been in it, but so I will say <laughs> how much does it matter for an audio, uh, only thing? It doesn't, like, but it does for me. No. So like navigating through the app, I agree. We're, we're both, I know you're a little bit more than me, but like, I am a huge dark mode advocate, just like you, you call yourself the dark mode Nazi, which is true. We did learn very recently that not Spotify was it? Oh, Snapchat. Snapchat has a dark mode that is not enabled by default, or that also does not utilize it's not, the it's phone not easy settings. To find. Yeah, yeah, you have to go in your setting and change it. Which I I was very pleased to learn that about yes. Snapchat. Yeah, so you can get dark mode on Snapchat. Just letting you all know that. But yeah, audiobooks they seemingly are coming to Spotify with this acquisition. Makes total sense for them. But they're not done Perfect there. Synergy. They are doing a lot right now. They're doing the most. And there's been a lot of updates pushed out. Like they, they really are, I, I think, quite innovative in how they're implementing things in a very digestible way. So remember when Facebook would make updates in the past and everyone would just be horrified like that? Spotify, it's like, oh, that's actually a really cool feature. I'm glad they implement like everything kind of feels like uh, methodical, right? Where it's like they did things strategically, they don't push it out like just immediately, like it's after a beta. And one of the things that they just pushed out, which makes so much sense, especially with the, I I think Squid Game is the most popular Netflix show ever. Uh, They just released something called the Netflix Hub. And so a little bit different from the features I was just talking about, but Netflix Hub is, I think, a very big partnership between two huge players in their respective like uh, fields or industries, right? So Netflix, nothing comes close to Netflix when it comes to streaming. Spotify, you can say the same for audio. The Netflix hub lives in Spotify, and this is a dedicated place for soundtracks, playlists, and podcasts related to all Netflix shows. And right now they are highlighting Stranger Things and Squid Game being uh, their two biggest brands. That's going to be shows. huge. Yeah. So if you like music you've heard... So I actually... I, I just finished the latest... Uh, season of the show you and there were a few songs on that show i was like damn i would like that and i was like you yeah. know what i'm a little lazy to like go oh look at that God. song right now i i literally had that thought i was like 
I want to hear what that song is. I'm just too lazy to go find it. And then days later, the Netflix hub is out. I don't know if you is on there. I don't even know if that's a thing. I'm sure someone's it, made a playlist, but like, it, this makes so much sense. For do you both remember companies. when like Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy first came out, and then they had like that mixtape that like the have you seen that? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, really? Okay, well, the there's fuck. a mixtape of Guardians well, so, of the Galaxy. Well, so yeah, it's like this guy. Like, so the main character in the film, like his mom made like this like Chris record. Pratt. Yes. Okay. Like a record tape for him for like music, and I remember like all the music on that became really big. And like that's what it makes. Oh, me you mean of. like in the movie? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, I, I know. I, I totally get it now. Okay. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, this is like yeah. perfect synergy for that soundtracks, yeah. everything, especially like yeah. just talking about the show. I, I honestly like this makes me think of this is like if you have this like trash TV show, like perhaps the startup, you know, that was discussed on a previous uh, episode of ours, uh, where you know you you like watching it but you know you're too shameful to like tell other people about it or don't really have anyone to talk to about it you'll have a platform to jump in and and listen to other people talk about with the the like related podcast yeah Yeah. no it it makes so much sense and it's it's a safe thing for them both to do too because it's like it's not like netflix and spotify compete with one another right so they're the perfect type of companies to just marry up together I don't know if I can even think of a better example lately. Like the one thing that comes to mind, and this just may be because I'm I'm a fat ass and I love Uber Eats, but I was very pleased when I saw that Uber Eats, rather than having their weird like in-app rating system of stars, they said, you know what? Like not enough people are rating the meals and like they're not getting a lot. (laughs) They just completely said, yo, Yelp. You want to come in on Uber Eats and like just you know aggregate you know or implement uh, oh my god an integration with the Yelp ratings for your that's what they did love that that's perfect too because Yelp and Uber Eats like maybe there's some conflict maybe Yelp has some delivery so how does that work with ghost kitchens though well go that's interesting so I don't think and for anyone that doesn't know what a ghost kitchen is so they're becoming huge you'll see them on delivery platforms right now but. A ghost kitchen is not necessarily a real restaurant that you can go in, but kitchens that are made uh, from other kitchens or a shared kitchen, and they're only they're making food with the intent to only sell it on delivery platforms like Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats, right? Yeah. So one example I, I think we've talked about in previous episodes, or two we've talked about, is uh, I, I called Denny's a catfish because they're catfishing this one brand oh, called Burger the, Bur- Den. the Burger Den. And, you Sorry. know, Den being short for Denny's. It, it looked like these great burgers, this burger place. It's just Denny's selling burgers, right? And then you also had Wingstop. When there was a wing sor- shortage, uh, they created Thigh Stop. But they, they did this a little differently. They were much more forward-facing. They made ads about it that you can buy thighs instead of wings, whatever, right? So those are what ghost kitchens are. So a ghost kitchen uh, would be a little bit different in that realm uh, in terms of the Yelp integrations, right? Because maybe someone will make a Yelp page for it. But to bring in Yelp reviews for actually real prominent restaurants, huge move for Uber Eats for people that use it. This is where, going back to Netflix and Spotify, fans of Netflix, fans of Spotify, you bring them together. It's just two big brands that people likely trust and, and consume on the regular People love seeing that type of stuff yeah. together because it's it, there, there's something that's just unexplainable about the marriage of two companies that people like. They're like, oh, I love this. This is great. Like, yeah. I love that they're partnering. Love this integration. There's so many use cases for it. So good move that on that part. That type of content that just like comes together is super smooth, especially because it's different types too. Yeah. It's just like both platforms build each other up with yeah. this kind of thing. And, and it's natural. Absolutely. So outside of that, so the Netflix Club is probably one of the biggest things they've launched lately just because of what it is. Oh, but, Charlie, be- before you move forward, yes. um, I have to come clean. Uh, I have quickly logged into Audible and found out that there is a dark mode. Oh, nice. Um, my previous claims were unfounded. But do you uh, still want them on Spotify? Yes. Okay, good. All right, that's yes. what I figured. Yeah, Spotify is a good platform I like. But Spot reason why Spotify is such a good platform, so many features being implemented. They are now getting into video more. And this is interesting because you obviously you think of Spotify, audio first platform. You may have noticed this on mobile already, where a lot of songs are starting to have, I wouldn't call them TikTok style videos, but kind of close, almost like GIFs, 
where it's like loops of like maybe five to 10 seconds, maybe of a music video, whatever the artist decides that kind of plays behind like the song information while you're playing it on mobile. And if you were to share a song on Instagram, maybe even TikTok, or I don't know if you would do that, or like, but mostly Instagram stories, yeah. it would play that little video and be a lot more interactive than just sharing the song, right? So they're expanding on that quite a bit uh, with a lot more video features. One of them is going to be lyrics. And lyrics is a huge one where there'll be a video that you can just hit this button to see lyrics. It's actually available now to, yeah. to all users. And not every song has the lyrics yet. I think if there's like maybe some integration or if the music publisher has it available, it pulls it in through the API. Yeah. But it's already out. It's available. That's something that they probably should have had sooner. But it's in a video format. I feel like that's tough too because you have yeah. to get that. Like you have to like pull that. At first I thought it was going to be like transcriptions or something. And I was like, yeah. that would be weird. I mean, maybe they work with a genius. I don't know. They probably do. I mean, there's probably a, like a whole industry behind it where yeah. how they get lyrics like tied to songs. But they're expanding past that. So not just the little snippets that I was talking about with the visuals behind a song, but they're actually going to put music videos there, vertical music videos too, thinking about a TikTok style video uh, that will the be there. The way you normally hold your phone. Exactly, the way you it. normally hold it. They're going to create a new Discover tab, which is just like every other social media platform now. It's only available to beta users now. Eventually, it'll be probably pushed out to everyone. Uh, but yeah, music videos will be shown there for songs. It'll be a Discover feed, so you can find new songs through there. And then the last thing, which is probably more relevant to us, although we haven't got too much into this realm yet, but we will be, uh, is video podcasts. So podcasters now will be able to upload videos directly to Spotify uh, so you wouldn't have to go to YouTube or another channel to see the videos on your phone of a podcast episode. Maybe they'll also allow little clips, maybe things that are kind of more real or a TikTok-esque. Not sure exactly how robust that integration will be with like the different lamps, but I think whole podcast video episodes can be uploaded there. So I'm just really thankful no one can see me right now. I'm like sitting in the weirdest position because I got to pee my fucking pants. So thank God they can't see us. I mean, we are recording this video. Maybe this will be the first one we post, you know. I uh, have no idea. I, I just look distraught. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but I have more stuff on Spotify, so you're oh, going to have to wait. Oh, God. But, no, honestly, that kind of did uh, wrap it up a little bit. But the re I just want to say the reason why they are pushing people towards video, why they are implementing this, why they are, you know, focusing on this a lot more is people are much more likely to share video elements than audio elements, right? When you're thinking about social media platforms, people hear a song they like. If there's a cool visual behind it, they share that to an Instagram story. They're more likely to do that and share with other people, get people on there listening to it more, using Spotify. Same goes with podcasts as well. Uh, Joe Rogan, who is Spotify's essentially biggest podcast get that they have within their ecosystem, uh, there's a high level of engagement with his videos and his clips. So if they can get that directly in the Spotify platform, it's a no-brainer. They're doing that. Things are shared from there. Uh, it's It's been highly requested from podcasters and listeners alike. So big updates. Makes a lot of sense from Spotify. Part of the reason why we're big fans there. Part of the reason why probably most of you guys are listening to us on Spotify. We see the data. Um, wow, that was a lot, Charlie. Um, I didn't expect you to be going on that kind of roll. Well... <laughs> Yeah, just because you had to pee, I just didn't want to shut up, and I'm doing it again. I appreciate it. Well, yeah. I'm going to wrap it up here, folks. Oh, yeah? So first things first, we're looking for a hot shot video editor who wants to start making TikTok content for us. Hit us up. Join the team. We got you. Ready for you. Um, but for a normal outro, you guys know what it is. Give us a follow on Spotify. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Engage with us on social media, Twitter at not to be tech, not to be technical on Instagram, and follow us at not to be technical on TikTok because we'll have content soon once we One got day. our new teammate. Wow, we're really putting out an ad out here. I, we didn't discuss this at all, but yes, we are definitely looking for someone to make some TikToks. Help us out. Appreciate y'all. Love you. Stay tuned for the next episode.